systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. All right, listen. We're just going to start right here. Before we get into the whole Disneyland Pat and AJ review. Guys, that everyone wants to hear is our thoughts on Disneyland. We're going to start with this. I was not allowed to fully live up to my Los Angeles driving abilities because I'm married to a squeamish Wisconsinite. And Wisconsinites, if you don't know, you guys drive like um, not just old ladies, but like retired old ladies who probably had like at least a six-pack of Schlitz before they went off the bingo. The... Speed limit in most parts of Wisconsin <laughs> it's very is, slow. is still very, it's, it's like, very it's like 55. It's very slow, and right? And it's really slow. Right? I mean, so people, that's how I learned how to drive was the 55 mile an hour speed AJ's limit. AJ's very courteous. I grew up, I live, this is no joke, boys and girls. Um, I took driver's ed when I was 16, but only because it was an educational requirement to get your high school Remember that diploma. back then when they offered it like with school? Right. I had to fucking take yeah. it to, to graduate. Mind you, I didn't have any kind of a permit or do any on-the-road training because my mom was like, you're not driving anyone's car and you don't have a job. So I never did any training and literally on my 18th birthday just showed up at a DMV with my grandfather in his car and took the fucking driving test and passed it and got my license, right? So I was trained by the streets, especially in Chicago, right? Crazy traffic. And here we are. Dude, L.A. is is nuts. You guys, just when I think I thought Michigan drivers were crazy, then I came to Arizona and I said, shit, yes. they're even crazier right. here. On top, the cherry on top of the crazy is Southern California. It's terrifying. Not only as soon as I fell into my groove of, oh, fuck yeah, six lanes of highway. We got one, uh, what is it? There's one over here that's only for people carpooling. Yeah, they got the carpool lane. There's no rules at all. Let's go. I loved it. And the gasps and the slowdowns and the lookouts that came from my driver's side, which of course was AJ, was so overwhelming that I had to take myself and gear shift down a few because I knew if I really wanted to drive how I was trained to drive, she'd fucking kill me and like vacation would be over. It was so scary. It was was so so scary. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. See, what he did is he took the 405 I took to the, the 55 to the 5 to Ventura Boulevard. All the fives, man. And I had a good time. And, and, and I like the folks that make it fun and keep it good. I liked it. I had a good time, you know. And I, I feel like if I was by myself. Because when I went to Los Angeles a month and a half ago for the first time in uh, June for uh, a show. I you didn't, didn't drive. I didn't yeah. drive. I flew in and then I took an Uber to the show and back to my Airbnb. But I did not drive. This is my first time where we are in Southern Cal. And AJ wants to go deep into Los Angeles. So I say, sweet, let's hit the highways. Let's go. I think the weirdest thing for me about Los Angeles, because I was there when I was a teenager, but I don't I remember say, much I of had it. never, up until last month, up until June 11th, You'd never uh, been there. Uh, 2022, I'd never been to Los Angeles or California. I had uh, never been there. We went to Universal Hollywood, Universal Studios Hollywood when I was a teenager, but we kind of stayed on that side of town. Yeah. And is that in Anaheim, by the way? I don't know. See, I feel like again. I don't think so. This is like my this is like my Florida Disney thing, Orlando bias coming in. 
But growing up in the Midwest, you think Disney and you think Orlando. And besides the Disney shit, they also had the Universal Studios and like, you know, the other kind of big major parks, the Sea World. But it's all in Orlando. It's in Universal City. <laughs> Where the fuck is that? Is that by Anaheim? I don't Can know. I get from Disneyland to Universal Let Studios? Me. I bet not. Let me click on that. I the bet map you it's here. different. That's why they got their own little city. That's why Walt fucking bought all that land in Florida because he, he fucked up in California. He knew it. The second he closed on it, he goes, fuck, I should have bought more land. Why is it showing me the map upside down? Hang on. Um, no, it's not really near yeah, Anaheim. So it's, it's, you have it's to not. take the five yeah, all the way that. from Anaheim no. up to Universal City. And that's not what it's like in Florida. Everything's Burbank. in Orlando. Yeah, no. It, this this was, is different. So, the, yeah, the things that surprised me the most about Southern California, because, um, again, I don't remember going as a teenager. Yeah. And the only thing I do remember, though, is seeing the Walk of Fame. And realizing how disgusting most yeah. of it is. Like, there are, I mean, it's like Johnny Depp's star on the Walk of Fame in front of a liquor store with a guy doing meth outside it. Like, that was the first thing I was like, oh, wow, it's really hey, like yeah. Man's Chinese Theater, which I think is named something else now. That's kind of, it was all kind of dumpy. And I was like, yeah, I Sony was surprised. Theater, I feel like. um, but, anyways, the two things that surprised me the most one, I knew that the smog was bad. Yeah. I didn't realize that it's so bad. I told you. You can't see. The mountains. There, it is surrounded by mountains, and you cannot see them until a certain point in the day because they're completely obscured by smoke. Remember, remember when I came back from my dead show in LA last month, boys and girls, and I, I went on my little rant here on the podcast, and you guys thought, man, this hippie is extra hippified because he just came from a show. Um, and no, those are my true thoughts about Los Angeles, that it looks like a civilization that um, where the, the host has just... Uh, overran its welcome. Yeah. And that's us. The hosts are the people. We went out there, we set it up, it was a great idea, and now we fucked it up, it's closed. The other thing that I, I had no idea this was a thing out there. Oh, I know. What there are, oil. they are digging for oil. You didn't know that. Like in the middle of neighborhoods. You had never heard about the oil wells, no. the, the pumps like right there? Oh my God, like they're literally like next to restaurants, yeah. next, and they're like just like in empty fields next to neighborhoods, restaurants, businesses, but they're all over the place. Yeah, you didn't know that. No! Bizarre. So, I think it's just so sad because really it is such a gorgeous place. Like even driving there from Arizona, like one, it's pretty boring for a while in Arizona. I mean, we have a lot of mountains here, but once you like drive through the mountains, poof, there's Southern California and it's gorgeous. The weather is stunning. Amazing. The ocean breeze is incredible. The whole area is gorgeous. But my God, like you can't even <laughs> see the mountains that you are right next to. And we weren't even there during June gloom. That's when just because of atmospheric conditions, um, you know, the Southern California area is just covered up by, well, just that gloom and uh, gray skies for most of the day, again, an hour maybe. But that's just oceanic, atmospheric, the way meteorology works. The stuff you are experiencing is just pure Oh, we are just polluting the fuck out of this yeah. place. Which again, L.A. Uh, if if uh, you know that's like a really clean version of like uh, Beijing, China. Oh right? yeah, there's. Like, I, I don't ever want to go. You go to out to like those little Chinese China, yeah. fucking towns. That's like they, they, they they've would been wearing masks since before yeah. COVID. You know why? Because there's so yeah. much pollution. They would love for it to be like L.A. It was so funny too. We. Um, on our little day in between Disney parks, uh, we went out to eat at one of our favorite restaurants that we used to go to when we lived in Seattle. They only have three locations. Two of them are in Seattle. Mm -hmm. One is in Long Beach. And I was like, 
fuck am I? I'm never going to be in Long Beach for anything. Like, I don't know what I'd be in Long Beach for. Oops, we were right near Long Beach. So we went to eat there. And then afterwards, I convinced Pat to drive about a a half hour to L.A. to see the house they used in Six Feet Under. Convinced me to drive there, but wouldn't let me drive the way I wanted to drive. It was pretty crazy. Right? So we get to this house, and of course, you know it's it's amazing to see it in person, but it's definitely underwhelming because they are not taking care of it. Oh, the <laughs> kind of looks like shit. Home from HBO, Fisher and Sons funeral home. Calm yes. down here. See, she starts talking. She'll talk about a twenty-year-old TV well, show, no, like everyone knows. I wasn't going to talk about the TV show. Yeah. I was just saying we went into Los Angeles. Yes. We shot. We saw the house. Took pictures of it. Yeah. And then as we were leaving. This was the funny part. We're like, how? Because it's not in a like a great, thriving, rich area of Hollywood. It's in like a regular neighborhood yeah. in 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 L.A. And we're driving out, and we're looking at the houses. We're like, how much do you think those houses cost now? And because they're just regular houses, and we googled one of them because mm-hmm. it was up for sale. Two point six million dollars. <sighs> For a tiny little regular house in Los Angeles. No wonder they have homeless problems. Yeah. It's insane. We even said that we met the lady who lives next door to the house they used in Six Feet Under, yeah. which apparently I've learned she comes out and talks to everybody who comes sure. to take pictures no there. No lady. She had nothing else going she on. She was so sweet. I could talk to her for hours. That's like the, um, who is it? There's a bunch of fucking people. The folks who own the house from each uh, Showtime Shameless, which is uh, on the west side of Chicago, really kind of a shitty, shady neighborhood. But the people who own the house that they shoot as, quote-unquote, the Gallagher's, have embraced the yeah. local fame. They have a tip cup out there. Well, yeah. They come talk to people. They're now, like, throw a few bucks in a fucking can. Like, on the picture. other hand, I've heard that the people who live in the uh, Albuquerque house, the Breaking Bad house. Oh, they hate people. I hate people. Once you to get the fuck away. So, yeah. I mean, personally, I, and, and the nice thing yeah. about this house from Six Feet Under is now it's like, it's a historical landmark. So, so this so, old lady likes, comes out yeah. and talks to people. She's telling us, she goes, I've lived here since 46. And she yeah. starts telling us about how somebody's always filming at that house. And as we're walking back to the car, we're like, huh, she probably paid like, Thirty grand yeah, for that no, house in forty six, fucking twelve thousand dollars, and now it's probably worth like four million. It, yeah. It's just it's insane, and we, yeah, we did see a lot of the homeless camps in L.A., and it's sad because I mean, any regular person could become homeless in a, just a split second there mm. with the way those houses are priced. It's insane. I don't know. I feel like um, if the job, and I'm sure I don't know how informed you have to be. I don't feel like you have to be one of those people that's super informed these days. I got to tell you, I'm probably the least informed I've ever been in my life when it comes to current events and news. He loves it. Um, but you know, inflation and all that, another number just came out that like we're at this super high inflation rate and all this, yada, yada, but whatever the fuck it is they did with the interest rates and all that, not that I fucking pretend to know what it is. Uh, it seems to be working. Uh, home prices are going down. I, I even recently heard of, get this, get this, everyone. Someone listed their house. They had one offer. And it was for under asking. And they did this thing called negotiate. (gasps) What is that? You remember that shit? Remember that? That that was like four years ago. You used to list your house for uh, $245. And someone go, I give you you $225. And then you're like, I give you $235. Like, I meet you in the middle of $230. And then you sell it. Yeah. Then you sell it. That had been going on since the boom. Like when we sold our house in Michigan. The first offer that came in was above was way above what we thought we would get. And like they wrote us a letter like begging us to yeah. pick them. And like we didn't even wait. We're like, yes, please, yeah. that's fine. You win. No negotiating, no counter offers. I mean, that's how the market has been for the last year or so. So the fact that I'm actively now I heard my first story of that, I have to think 
the moves of changing the interest rates and all the things that we're doing is having the effect of slowing down that yeah. market. Now, I feel like it's going to be a ways for us to really feel relief because prices of shit are going up. Because, by the way, we're a capitalistic society. I don't know if you know that. The point of running a business here is to not, make money. Yes, it's it's not for anything else than to make money, right? What was it I bought yesterday? <laughs> I, I did a grocery run yesterday, and like I just expect my bill to be higher now. But there was one thing, yeah. that was so stupid expensive. I couldn't. I think it was, I think it was orange juice. It was like nine dollars. Yeah, and I was like, get bent. Yeah. Like I don't want it that bad. I'm like nine dollars. Trust me, if you don't start to see now, right, as the money belt starts to tighten a little bit because of all the ways we do it. Trust me, you're going to start to see the price of goods come down too. Why? Because those people realize, oh, I can't charge to you know, I can't afford to uh, charge that anymore because you don't have that much money. Yeah, so you're not going like like yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I I had the money to buy groceries, but yeah. I'm like, I'm not spending nine dollars on orange juice. So then eventually they'll say, well, we priced it at nine dollars, but nobody's buying it at nine dollars. Exactly. Now we have to bring the price down to, listen, to move product. And there's a lot of fucking money, and and that's the weird part too with us going to Disneyland, right? Um, is even in, in this midst of, right, they're saying we're on this maybe a recession or or there's all the inflation, all this stuff, uh, gas prices. I got to tell you what, man, coming to Disneyland, folks there, either they saved up for this moment or we are apparently hanging with all the, the Jeff Bezos of the world, and I just don't feel like that's the case because there wasn't no slowdown of spending there, man. No, but what I will say about Disneyland, and first of all, we had not, not none of us have ever been there. We yes, both, it's our first time. We've been to Disney World. Yeah, never been to Disneyland. We were really excited about it because we heard it's yeah. smaller, must much easier to manage than Disney World, which is good, especially with a kid on the spectrum, sensory issues, waiting in line. Um, but yeah, no, the foot. The only thing that was. I mean, nothing was outrageously expensive. It was pretty much what it, I was expecting. Like, even we made reser and you have to make reservations. That's yeah, a whole new thing now. We made lunch reservations at two different restaurants for the two different days we were going to be there. Yeah. And for one day we had four people, the other day we had three. It was about $100 between all of us each day, which... I kind of expected that. I mean, it wasn't insane, but it wasn't cheap. Yeah. And you like know? that was for a sit-down Disney restaurant, yes. not like a hot dog, hamburger No, joint. and that's the thing. They have so many different food places yeah. where you can get like good food and but just I mean, walk just around with it. just in general, seeing everyone there, one, there's people there, right? And for, a lot and, of and, and listen, we've heard all the little facts because, you know, once a company like Disney becomes a odd news political item yeah, that was weird you learn that they're like the price now to go to disney is this much i mean it's a lot yeah but it was like people had that and they you know seem to also be enjoying various levels of you know whether it's the quick food the ice cream bars the sit down places i didn't it didn't feel like to me like it was the it didn't feel like 2008 like, I feel like in 08, we were all like, I ain't doing shit. There's no money well, around. You know why? We because, don't know what's going to happen. Because we just came out of a pandemic and right? everybody is like, go fuck yourself. Ooh. I'm going on vacation. Like, and I don't blame them because we felt the same way. Yeah. I'm like, COVID be damned. We were vaccinated. We're going to Disneyland. I did not feel like it just didn't feel like a group of people that were all like, you know, we're having the highest inflation since 1980. Fuck no. Everyone was there to have a zippity well, doo time. But I do truly believe that unless you make really, really good money. You say most people save up for this. 
Like I worked eight days in a row and took a comp day so I could have extra money to spend at Disney. And we we had saved previously as well. So I I just don't feel like unless you're doing really well, people don't, you don't just decide we're going to Disney tomorrow. You save up for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, but uh, again, when times are, you know, sometimes as lean as they, you know, you think they are, you make those kind of what we are going to do, what we're not going to do. And I just like, now I feel like, yeah, you know. Everybody says they nickel and dime you in Disneyland and I actually disagree with that. You don't think so? No, because there were a few times that people tried to go on different rides and I heard them say like how much does this one cost? And yeah. those separate times I heard the cast members say nothing, you paid a lot to get in here. And I'm like, you know, there's like a fair, like a state fair. You know, you are paying for every single ride. Yes, you pay one small amount to get in, but then, yes, everything along the way is... I mean, we expected to pay for food. We expected to pay for souvenirs. But 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 you mean like like, like people were walking up to the Dumbo ride going, how much for Dumbo? Yeah, because we're just so used to everything costing more. So like What what kind of fucking Borat was that? Where did they find that guy that's still in... I heard it twice. In 2022 is like, how much to ride the Ferris wheel? You're like, you just paid three hundred dollars to be. All right, favorite ride on Disneyland that we did. One, two, three, go. Now I will even let you differentiate because I know what you're about to say. I'll let you differentiate between Galaxy's yeah. Edge and Disneyland. Favorite ride in Galaxy's Edge, without a doubt, yes. Rise of the Resistance. Yes, that's you know, and we are at, and I. I everyone say we're, is we're, we're we're all myself. Yeah. That is a Clark family opinion, unanimous vote. And I also feel like I, I'm like we have a special connection to it, and that's not why we loved it so much. It's just an amazing ride. But tell everyone this is so cool. The special connection, the Clark family connection to the Rise. Of the Resistance in Galaxy's Edge, Disneyland, Anaheim, California. And they're not paying us for this either. Not, they Unpaid should. endorsement. They you should. I'll take shit. free tickets for the next We trip. swear way too much to get anything out of Disney. <laughs> um, I have to clean this whole act up. So when we went, um, we stayed with Pat's godmother, who's actually, you're related to her. It's she's just, my mom's cousin. If you want to do the genealogy, go ahead. But she's my mom's that's cousin. That's a second cousin. So and, she's your she's second cousin and your godmother. She lives in Irvine. Yeah. And she's an empty nester. Her three kids are grown. Mm. They are incredibly smart. Um, two of is it? Two of them worked at Disney. Yes. Two of them worked at Disney. The other or one they, is like a psychiatrist. Yeah, one's a, a, a psychiatrist, and then the other two work in creative. They were like the Imagineers and stuff. Well, not officially. Not but officially. You got to understand yeah. that industry. There's a lot of like these production companies yeah. then get hired by Disney. Or whoever, right? Like Hollywood, you know, the yeah. Universal. But they worked in that industry. But one of them... Actually left. Yeah, one veered off more into film. And he now does all types of film and TV work. And you'll see his name. So he's doing work on the Umbrella. And he edits the Umbrella Yeah, Academy so like, you now. know, when you see all those people's names at the end of a show, he's one of those people. That's what he does. Um, the other one... The other one kind of stuck with that industry. And apparently... Now she's working to develop Nintendo Land? Something... Well, uh, again, it's like you work for like a company yeah. that's been subcontracted by this. But something with the, that Nintendo Land I think it's going to be a on. Universal, I think. I think so. Um, so they worked on Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, she was part of that. And when we were in line... Like, part of the team that helped <laughs> fucking make Rise I of mean, the Resistance. So we're in line and like Pat's godmother goes, do you know there's a time capsule under the ride? And we're like, no. Oh, shit. And she said, yeah, the people who worked on the ride all put something in there. And she goes, there's a picture of our family in there. And she goes, it goes even deeper than that. 
Her first date with her husband, their father, yeah. was a Star Wars movie. There you go. So she's like, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Star Wars. Back in the day. I'm like, that is so cool. And she kept saying, listen, it's not because my kids worked on it. I'm telling you, it's the most amazing ride you'll ever go but on. But it really was. Holy I mean, shit, she was just, it cool? She just lucked out by she being able to say, hey, my kid worked on this ride and helped uh, design it. But Rise of the Resistance, which is oh within Galaxy's Edge, for folks who don't know, that is the Star Wars portion of Disneyland, right? And it's right? in the park. It's at the back of the park. Yeah, it's all part. I mean, just like I Dis- didn't understand that yeah. either. And this is the same thing for Disney World, right? Like, it's a part of the park. Yeah. It's not its own thing. Um, but ride, there's two main rides. There is Smuggler's Run, which is, we're going to get to that in a second, young Shut lady. Shut up, I hate you. Uh, Smuggler's Run, which is more your your uh, piloting the Millennium Falcon. It was more like a video game. And then there's this Rise of the Resistance, which I didn't quite know what it was, but all I knew was that there were 10 million stormtroopers. Why? Because I you've had to by now. I've seen some depiction on social media of this room with yeah. these like 30 stormtroopers lined up. And I thought, okay, is that part, like, that's all I knew about the ride. And I I don't even really know how to describe it to you, other than if you've ever wanted to be in a Star Wars movie and to understand what it's like when the pew, pew, pew is going on. You are in a Star Wars movie in this ride, and they are pew, pew, pewing at you. That's it. And you are being being chased chased by Kylo Ren. You're running away. General Hux is up your butt. Like, it is incredible. I mean, it's. And don't ask me how, but you somehow end up going from rooms to ships to planes. I mean, I, I, again, I, same thing. I don't know how to explain it, but like, it's just so it's the, amazing. The first part of the ride, your jaw will drop. You'll be like, what the hell just happened? It how did we happens. end up here? Like they close the door and the next time they open it, you're in a different place. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Amazing. But I won't give the rest away because it's just incredible. I don't know I if you even it. really can, but it's like I said, the closest thing to you being in a Star Wars yeah. movie. Not that the whole thing, the whole Galaxy's Edge isn't. It and feels, you're immersed. You're yeah. immersed. It's an immersive experience, and I really mean that, that literally when you walk from Frontierland into Galaxy's Edge, they if if there's a way for them to crossfade you out of one yeah. place and into another, they do it. And all of a sudden, you're in this different place with different sounds and feels. Which Disney does that really well anyways. Ah. Like, all of their lands have very different feels. But, like, yeah. Galaxy's That's Edge another is a, level. a different world. I mean, even characters. I mean, yes. everyone's in character. I don't care if you're sweeping yeah. the floor or you're selling Coca-Cola, which, of course, they have in, like, specialty Star Wars language. There were people walking around with, like, creatures that were, like, puppets, like, animatronics. Yeah. And they were just showing them to kids. I mean, it was... It was where were we, Batu? Is that what it's supposed to be modeled I think after? So. I think, yeah, Batu. So cool, though. I mean, I'm, I like Star Wars. I don't love Star Wars as much as our husband and our son do here. Yeah. But, like, it was amazing. And... Really, I mean, the most we, and money-wise, I mean, you don't pay extra to get into that part. No, I mean, it's, it's part, part, of, part of it, right? The most we spent there was to get, um, you can make your own lightsaber. Yes, you can. Which, and you, only one person can go in with the person who's making it. That's so Pat not, went in with our son. That's, by the way, that's not a, a nickel and dime. That's a fucking arm and a leg that they get you for that. It's, it's $200. <laughs> it's not cheap. It's not cheap, but, but you is, said it is so well worth it. I will say... And I love how how AJ just drops the number, right? Like, my Midwest modesty would have not told you the number. Well, I knew it because I actually, in Michigan, I had a dancer that went. and It was was $229. Before you say, Pat, why the fuck did you spend $229 for your son to build a lightsaber when, one, of course we already have lightsabers. 
Uh, and two, you've already spent so much money on this park. Well, I'm going to tell you why. One, it's our first time going to Disneyland. We're not going to do this again. Like Just if we go yes, back, right? it's not going to be like build another lightsaber. Uh, but the real reason why I feel as though this was not a nickel and dime was because it was, as AJ quickly told you there, well, one person could build it, one person could come with them, right? And that's because this wasn't going in, this wasn't going into a gift shop and you slap together a few pieces and you walk out. This was an experience like everything else in Galaxy's Edge where you are going to this workshop to make this lightsaber and you get hustled into this room by these characters going quick now 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 before the first order comes and you get this speech from Savi and he tells you how to make this weapon and then you do and then fucking Yoda shows up and the next thing you know you have a lightsaber and then it's about we must hide these from the first order and get you out of here so yeah, you can they give them these cool carrying cases listen. that like sling over your arm and they're they're heavy you get listen. to pick the color it's it's awesome. like anything else they went extra with it. Yeah. So do I feel like I got jacked for 229 bucks? Fuck no. No. It was worth every second. And you every can, second. You can just buy yeah. like and, a cheaper lightsaber there too. In fact, they say they have all types of way cheaper, lower ones. But I will say that one, it's a legit lightsaber for anyone who's played with lightsabers. Heavy. It's heavy, like it's metal, like it's cool. Uh if you go on our Instagram, it's Pat and AJ Podcast, I put up the videos from Galaxy's Edge. And one of them is from Savi's workshop, which is where you make the lightsaber. And it's kind of the portion where we activate the lightsabers. And you'll kind of get a feel for how you didn't just enter a room and some employees help you assemble yeah. something. This was a play that's so interactive. Cool. It was just freaking cool. Now, to go along with that, I don't want to go too much into Galaxy's Edge because there is a whole other park there. But it's yeah. so amazing. And it's so different. Um it's not just characters like Mickey walking around and you get a cute little picture. You've had to have now seen all the social media of Kylo Ren yep. and stormtroopers wandering around Galaxy's Edge harassing people, which is us, the people. And that is, again, some of the coolest stuff. R2-D2 rolled past me. Yeah, yo. that was cool. R2-D2. You should have seen Pat. He saw he saw R two D two rolling away, and he like power walked. I thought he was gonna run. He's like R two. Fucking R two D two. I liked uh, the, AJ got harassed by Kylo Ren. I did while I was waiting for Pat and Dylan. I was waiting with Pat's godmother for them to come out of the lightsaber making. Thing. See, because he knew that your son was a Jedi. I just That's why like he, he was like aha. It, it was me and her sitting like in a corner by ourselves without kids with us, so we didn't think he'd come over. He came right over and gave me shit. Yeah, and it was awesome. I loved every second of it. Tell me, uh, like, the First Order, It had, that has to be, like, you know, Germany 1931. It was scary. I'm not going to lie. He was intimidating. Like, it had to be what it was like to have SS fucking soldiers walking around yeah. starting to intimidate you. He basically, I mean, he told me to shut up a couple times. Yeah. I mean, he said silence, but he meant shut up. And then up. they always make you pledge or uh, pledge allegiance to yeah. the, the First I'm Order. Like, what happens if I scary. say no? Right? What happens? Go to the gulag. Um, we also went on Smuggler's Run, which was, that was our first ride. Now, I'm not saying my wife is old, but listen to me. Sometimes you grow up and life changes. I used to be able to drink an ungodly amount of alcohol for long stretches of time and then do it again the next night and the next night, okay? I'm 44 now. I couldn't even have a fucking shot of whiskey without no. shivers down my spine. We change as people. Yes. 
whether you want to or not. So perhaps if you're the gal who grew up being a roller coaster enthusiast and you used to go to Great America Six Flags and Gurney, Illinois, and everywhere else, and you loved all the thrill rides, and then one day you wake up and you're about to turn 40, and you realize that a simulated bite me ride experience such as Smuggler's Run makes you want to throw up. But then, ladies and gentlemen, you're not weird. You're AJ. Space Mountain made me sick. Smuggler's Run <laughs> was much closer to puking on the ride. I'm like, I mean, I, <laughs> I was envisioning them like hosing down the ride after I threw up. I'm like, You'd that's be the oh reason why God. they shut down the ride. You yeah. know what? Rise of the Resistance. When we were going to wait in the line initially. It was shut down. It was shut down. They said, sorry, folks, it's shut down. We got to fix it. Probably like someone like you fucking puked down there, and they got to clean the whole ride. So we're in Smuggler's Run, which, again, immersive experience within Galaxy's Edge. You get to fly your own ship. Yeah, you're all of a sudden part of the smuggling team, and you got to help us smuggle this stuff out. And hurry, hurry, here we go. And you're all on this ship, and all of a sudden it's like, you, you're the steerer. You, you're the gunner. You, you're the guy trying to do this. So it's it's really a video game. It's not a ride. No. It's not a rise of the resistance you're experiencing. Smuggler's Run, you're playing. It was really cool. Um, <laughs> I don't Until know. what? Until, Until you learned what it was like to be Han Solo when you I, go to uh, Lightspeed? I started, like, I could feel it in the top of my head got really hot. <laughs> and I started to drip. Like, I was soaking wet, and then I felt it in my stomach. I said, oh, my God, yeah. I'm going to puke. So I And I was one of the pilots. Pat and I were the pilots. So I had to just kind of stop steering and close my eyes because yeah. I'm like, if I don't is, check out listen, of this, I'm going to vomit in the ride. This is the best part, too, right? So AJ, as soon as – so we're in this ride. We, we get in the smuggler's run, and there's six spots. So it's me and her. We're the drivers. My son and my godmother. They were the, the gunners. gunners. They're supposed to shoot all the ships trying to get us. And, and then, then there were two chicks we didn't yeah. know. It was six at a time. Two chicks we didn't yeah. know in their 20s. Looks like they were there for a bachelor party. Definitely could be like um, a third pot, like a third white possibility for a guy in my age. That's what those two gals were. So they were the engineers. And that was what freaked me out the most is that we were on this ride with people with I didn't else. know and I was going to throw up. So we get in this little like elevator after the ride yeah. and one of the girls is like white as a ghost and she goes, I still think I'm going to puke. I said, okay, it's not just me. She goes, no, I'm so sick to my stomach. I'm like, I, I almost puked. I almost threw up. During the game, and it's really funny because as we're the drivers, AJ is supposed to turn us left and right. And Pat's supposed to go up and down. I'm supposed to go up and down, right? So it's kind of like, you know, it, it's cool. It's fun for everyone, right? It's crazy. But I could tell something's going on because AJ starts yelling directions to me on how to drive. Remember, this is after she was yelling at me directions how to drive on the Shut 405. Up. Now she's yelling at me in the galaxy far, far away. So listen, guys, wherever you go, your fucking wife's going to be telling you how to drive. I hate you. She starts yelling over to me about how I'm supposed to drive. And then she starts barking at our son because he, you know, look, our son is. I know. He was excited. He's Dylan. He is who he is. And he was going over the top with some of his shtick. And she's like, turns to him, you need to calm down. And I'm like, as we're going through it, I'm like, I don't let you harsh my vibe, but we're at Disneyland. You need to chill. I know. And then as soon as we got out, I'm like, oh shit, she was yelling at us because she's about to throw up. <laughs> 
Because I know what it's like when you're about to throw up. You were like, everyone shut the fuck up. That's I just needed everything to stop. But like you were in a fucking ride and it was just so funny. And then it made me feel better because we only got a 22% on the game. They give you a rating afterwards. We were supposed to get four little tanks of shit. We only got one tank, delivered one tank. We smuggled it. But I felt better when she told me how she had given up steering because I was trying really hard to win. And I knew, I knew you weren't paying attention to going left I couldn't do it right. anymore. I had to check out of that moment or I was oh, going to vomit in the ride. So funny. We went on Space Mountain the the day uh, the day before we went to Disneyland. That ride made me sick. Pat, unfortunately, has a picture I feel like he's going to blackmail me with for the rest of my life. Never. Um, because I really, I've never been on Space Mountain before. And that. You've never been on it in Florida? No. Uh-huh. We never went on it. And, okay, hold oh on. My God. Hold on. So before we go on, right? Talk, all right, so your favorite ride in Galaxy's Edge was Rise, Rise of, the of the Resistance, right? In the park, though. In the park. What was your favorite? I mean, I want to say Haunted Mansion because that's just my favorite ride in general. But, like, <sighs> I don't think it was my favorite ride that day. It's just, like, my classic No, favorite. I got to tell you, and it's a close tie between... Pirates of the Caribbean and Splash Mountain. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Splash Mountain has a whole bunch of... Oh, Dylan's here with the uh, lightsaber. Dude, his shirt matches the lightsaber. Look at that. Uh, pick up that lightsaber, AJ. Feel it. There. Yeah, this thing's awesome, this man. Thing. It's heavy. Like, a, I'm afraid of this thing. This thing's a weapon in wait, Orange County. See, wait, ready? Here, fire it up. Oh, that thing's cool. It's nice. <gasps> yeah. Oh, it makes noise when you move it, too. Yeah, it's action, man. Hit something with it. It's it. Woo! See, hear that? That's cool. Yeah. Very nice. Hey, uh, come here, Dylan, real fast. So we were talking about our favorite rides at uh, Disneyland and Galaxy's Edge. What was your uh, What was your what favorite? Was your favorite in- what was your favorite ride at Galaxy's Edge? Go ahead. Get real close. I never really gave it any thought. Okay, well, we'll give it some thought there were, now. There were two rides, Smuggler's Run Pick one. and Rise of the Resistance. Which one did you like better? Rise of the Resistance. Legit. And then what about Disneyland? What was your favorite ride like in Disneyland? Uh, Splash Mountain. Yeah, Splash Mountain was pretty Yeah, cool. I would say I'm my, just because you said Splash, I'm going to go with you now. All right, because Splash I was going to say Splash great. or Pirates, but for different reasons. One, because Splash... I forgot all the classic Disney stuff inside of it, which yes. is, uh, who is it, Jack, uh, who is it, I forgot the story. Song of the South stuff, right? I don't know. It's all the shit that they're trying to, like, make you forget about. It's all the stuff Disney doesn't want to remember, all the blackface. They're singing zippity doo no, There's no blackface in Splash Mountain. Just, they, no, 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 no. But they're singing, like, zippity doo zippity day, like, they're singing that shit. I thought that was just, it was nostalgic. It was cool. And then, of course, you know, you. And then you get splash of water. Yeah, it's awesome. But Pirates, man. Pirates Pirates just reopened. Pirates is long. Yeah. Pirates Disneyland, if you don't know him, and my best friend told me this because, you know, he's a Disney dude too. He did his honeymoon in Disneyland. He goes, 
Dude, Pirates of the Caribbean Disneyland is like twice as long as it is in California. Yeah, we didn't real. Well, you mean in Florida or uh, Florida? Yeah, we didn't realize it, and like we got on the ride, and we had a half hour till we had to be at lunch, which was literally right next door. Yeah, yeah, it was like out the door. Yeah, um, we were late for lunch because the ride is so <laughs> long. We were eight minutes late Just for kept our going? reservation. I think it was as long as one of those Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I mean, it's very cool though, and I was I I, I had my fingers crossed that like Johnny Depp was going to show up. There are a lot of cat. You know, it's funny. Because uh, there's a lot of Jack Sparrow animatronics, yeah. and and I think that's how they've redone it is they've incorporated Jack Sparrow into the ride. I was wondering if that was going to take a hit at all because of all the uh, the Amber Heard shit. Not and now. not only are, are all those still in the ride, but they had a, a Captain Jack walking around. He was really good. Yeah, um, you know, doing pictures with people. I mean, it was just overall, like, it was so nice to be in a place where people are happy for a day. And don't get me wrong, we saw some families fighting. We fought at the end of the day. Hell yeah. They're just, there's a lot of pressure. As You know, it's it's a high-pressure environment. Yeah. And people started to snap towards the end of the day. They get hot. <laughs> their kids are throwing fits. Well, I that's get what it. my godmother was telling me. So my godmother, here's a story on her, right? So my godmother literally grew up next door to me. We had 19 Polish people, three generations, two houses. We all lived next door to each other. My godmother, my mom's cousin, grew up next door to me, and she left the Chicago area in, like, 88 because she met this cat who uh, was going to school in Chicago but wasn't going to settle down there. And she ended up in Southern California, right? And that's where she's lived ever since. Very odd for my family for anyone just to pick up and leave. The only reason why you left is because you got drafted by the Army and you came back after four years. Um, So she's lived this existence where I think she said, what, they lived in Riverside first, yeah. and now they live in Irvine. Irvine. Disneyland has just been part of her ethos. Yeah. And she had little kids, like, moved out to California, had little ones. So they've been, like, they're at Disney, I mean, so much as her kids have worked for yeah. Disney, right? And she talks about how... She's a great tour guide. She, she, knows, oh, she knows where bathrooms are. Yeah. I mean, she's excellent. But, you know, um, she is the kind of person, which she said was a lot easier before the pandemic... Would just go to Disneyland because she's an annual pass member, right? Lives there. So she got the yearly pass. Uh, she's like, you just, I would go there. She goes on just my board days to one walk and get my exercise yeah. in. And she goes, but to sit and watch parents try to sometimes appease the little ones yeah. when they're exhausted and they're tired and they're hungry and they're hot and they're sweaty. And of course, she does that because her kids are growing up in, a, in like out of the house. Right, she remembers it's, that. Yeah, it's entertaining when it's not your kid. When it is your kid, yeah. you you want to fucking bang your head off a wall. But when um, it's not your kid, you sit there and you're like, ah, look at this. Remember that? It was just really nice. We were talking about that today at lunch. How like we were just it was very immersive for one day. Like everybody was happy. Everybody there were no you know what I really loved no political shirts no political nothing. That was true. Like it was all Disney shirts. My favorite was. Do you think that they most, allowed those in? I nope, feel like there's not a chance not, that you not a chance. shirt. Although my favorite shirt was always uh, most expensive trip ever. There were a lot of those. Um, but yeah, it was just nice. Everybody was happy, and even if people were crabby, they faked it, and they <laughs> and it worked, and everybody was just happy and having a good time for one day together. So listen, got to give credit where credit is due, and if you go on the Pat and AJ Facebook, where a lot of the pictures are, probably more on Facebook than Instagram, but wherever, check the socials. Got to give credit where credit is due, and listen, when I say she knocked it out of the park, she knocked it out of the park. My wife apparently found the coolest Aloha Star Wars shirt known to man because I was mobbed all day like I was a Kardashian. I felt like Pete Davidson. You were. You were a celebrity. I felt very famous for a second because I was stopped by men, women, children, and everything in between. 
asking where I bought my shirt, how do I get this shirt? And eventually, AJ became my assistant. I turned her into my my PR person. I would just point to her. I'd be like... I got him a Star Wars Hawaiian shirt for Father's Day to wear to the park, but he wears Hawaiian shirts all the time. But you said, like, for Galaxy Edge Day, you're like, this will be great. You can wear... You know, everyone, everyone wears a cool shirt at Disney. You can ask, yeah. If you're yeah. going to go all in, if you're going to go Disney, go all the way in. Yeah. Um, and I got him this shirt off Etsy, and it was tough because I could get it faster off Amazon, but the sizes were wonky. They were like China sizes. And everybody said, like, I got like a child size shirt. I'm like, I'm not willing to risk that. So I actually planned ahead and ordered this shirt in time for it to get to us um, off of Etsy. Her name and oh, she doesn't even know how much. Yeah, go ahead and say it. Yeah. Made by Low. Made by L.O. Made by Low. Got the shirt from, I got to give, I haven't even given her an Etsy rating yet. But I, it was so, we got so, stopped so many times that I screenshotted the Etsy shop and yeah, showed, sorry, it to showed it to people. And people were taking pictures of my phone, of my screenshot. I had everyone. I had guys. I had their wives. Yeah. I'll say it even got more love than my shoes, man. You did get some love for I your got, shoes. I got love on my shoes. Those are my my fancy Adidas Woodstock tie-dye hippie gym shoes that and I we, bought and wore. We did get some love on our cricket shirts. But still, nothing nothing compares, nothing compares to that. All day. From the moment we walked in to the yeah. moment we left, people were, oh, my God, yeah. I love that shirt. Cast members yeah. to regular everybody. I got to tell you, man, for years and years, and I really hope that this podcast, this episode doesn't do it to you, but I feel like if it did, you'd probably turn it off by now. But for years and years, I'm not going to lie to you. It was a little disheartening, and I wore probably the ugliest color on me, which is green. Because you get envious when you're not in the position to be able to do something like take your kid to Disney, right? It is almost this like American rite of passage, and you feel like if you can't do it, you're somehow failing at that game of life. Yeah, I mean, for many, many years, we watched our friends take their kids to Disney, and we were just not in a financial place to do it, and we felt bad you do like, feel bad we're like what are you know we just we can't do it how are they doing it yeah. you know we're just we're broke we were broke parents paying daycare everything we had no money for that which is you know part of the like we, we talk about the issues with social media and and that's part of the problem because you know, we yeah. would, would we have known and would we have been feeling those feelings had we not known about just every disney trip that every person yeah. in our ethos by the way yeah. not just close friends but you start eventually realizing well Okay, well, so-and-so from work just took their kids, and, oh, yeah, so-and-so that I met down at that fundraiser just uh, went with their family. And like you said, with social media, you know, that's what it became about. You know, families and matching shirts, we got to get the picture for our Instagram. And I was always like, man, we suck. Like, we can't afford to take our kid, and these people are taking three kids. But I also said, well, their kids are really young, really young in some cases. I said, they're not going to remember it. So I said, why don't we... Which is also, by the way, a total defense mechanism to make yourself feel, feel better. Feel better. Well, right? it did, but it if, did. Because if you had the blank check, you're like, I totally take Well, yeah, but I always said, like, someday we'll take our son and we'll take him when he's at an age to remember it. Yeah. And this, I think, was a great age to take him. And, I mean, I was very clear about it. I'm like, we couldn't afford to take you before this. That's all there was to it. I mean, and now even now, can't. and this is my Midwest modesty coming out, right? We saved for it. Well, not that, but we drove, right? We, we drove, yes. We're in a border state, so we can drive six hours and yeah. be there. We stayed at my godmother's house. You know how much that saves you? A lot. Lodging? About 1200 bucks. You know what I'm saying? So listen, save, I mean, it's still not like I went all in on that. Not no. like we stayed at the Disneyland no. Resort and all that shit. 
But I know for a long time I did. I would get down on myself. We both did, yeah. I'd say, fuck, man. Are we not giving our kid the experiences he needs? Blah, blah, blah. Am I not working hard enough in life? Yeah. And at that time, look, we were just in an industry that didn't pay well. There's no other way to fucking put it. If yeah. we if we wanted to make more money, I should have gone to law school. We were paying student loans. We were paying yeah. daycare. I mean, there was just nothing left for a trip like that. So, so listen, it's okay. It's all right. I just say that to anyone who may be feeling down right now, or or maybe you're a new parent and you're sitting there thinking, fuck, I'm never going to be able to pull this off, man. Don't First off, never say never, right? I never thought I'd see live past 21. Look at my ass. I doubled that. I fucking doubled those expectations, right? But I'm just saying. Use it as a motivator, Yeah. Because right? it was amazing. I'll tell you that much. It was truly magical. The magic is real. Galaxy's Edge takes you to a galaxy far, far away. And goddammit, if you don't feel like a kid again. It's so wonderful. When Mickey Mouse looks at oh, you. Oh, it's so exciting. And waves just oh like that. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.